So I just wanted to kind of give a bit of an update. So Mark and I um, actually, in two weeks' time, a year ago, moved to Greymouth. Can't believe it's been a year. So this was our home church, and then um, we had to give lots of crying and cuddles and uh, make our way down to the wild wet coast, west coast, wet coast, <laughs> makes sense. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it's been a real journey and it's been a real transitioning time. To be honest, I feel like I've just officially transitioned and like literally this week, I feel like we've been, we're now officially there, if that makes sense. It's just been a real backwards and forwards between here and there um, in Christchurch and all around the place. Just something really cool, but I, I felt to share a little bit of what's happening down there um, just because it begins to uh, build... Uh, I guess with the body of Christ, what's happening and what's going on, and it's just exciting, because we're all family, we're all whanau, and um, it's like within the house, we've got to act like that, right, because we're the house of God, we're, we're the children of God, and so that should be like part of our culture, and um, so yeah, we're, we're it, honestly, like it says, you know, in the Bible that they added daily, the numbers added daily, and, and I feel like every week that we come to church, there's just new, new people coming in, people that don't know Jesus, and um, it's really cool to just be seeing that, you know, like there's something about believing for it, but when you actually start to begin to see the harvest being collected and harvested in, it's like a whole nother level of excitement starts to build, doesn't it? And so, um, yeah, so we've been doing that. We've had church in the park, so we've been going out doing evangelism for, for those guys, and that's been super cool and just, again, creating family. Um, and we've also got, uh, like we had Lucky Takoha come down, and he had um, set up Kingdom Brotherhood and for the men, we, and hopefully we'll set up one for the women um, later this year. Uh, but I just felt like, man, like I've never been around... Um, such a huge amount of men, such a high percentage of men who are really, really like strong men walking in the kingdom. And I just feel like, like I grew up, I was, I was absolutely blessed to just grow up on an incredible woman and, and to be nurtured in that way. But I feel that right now in the season, God is wanting to bring the fathers in and we're needing to be fathered in this nation. And, I, and by the way, that's not to bring the mothers down because the mothers are so important too. We, we need fathers and mothers in this nation. Do we agree with that? <laughs> yeah, we do. And I loved seeing our you guys, the new two, and, and Jan and Alex who are up here. And I thought, oh, man, they've got the heart of the father and the mother. You know, that they want to actually pour in and sow in because we need you. It's not actually a, a thing of, oh, you know, we could have a mother and father. No, we, we need you. It's, it's not what I want. I need. <laughs> Amen. Um, what else has been going on? We've had Celebrate Recovery, which is like um, addictions and uh, bringing, uh, it's like, you know how you have AA and you have the, that 10-step st- program, I think, I'm, I don't know, but um, that sort of thing is now added in with the God element, and I think that's moving. God, like, we need that in our nation. We need that. And, um, yeah, we're just beginning to make these connections with the wider community, and I really believe that God is about to blow up the coast, like, take over in the coast. So we... we um, We've uh, joined with, Mark actually went out, I felt not to go, but he went out to Hokitika and joined with them and they had a worship set out there. Now we're just joining with some people in Christchurch, they're bringing a team over, we're about to go to Westport um, and just begin to build connections with the churches and and begin to take over. Yeah? Because we want to take over for Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Yeah, it's so good. Um, So yeah, hold on, I'm going to skip that little bit there. The other thing I actually wanted to mention, and God put on my heart this morning, is to mention that, mention that the revival school's coming in June. Is it June now? Yeah, woohoo! Right on. Come on, baby. 
So this is for Christians. Because we often put on a lot of events for uh, like an, an outreach or an evangelism event. But this is for the people that have already got that spark. Okay, because we're wanting to burn that desire. We're wanting to get around people and rub up against them. It's like I, I saw a picture of, you know, like when you start to rub the, the logs together and it starts to begin to make a fire. That's what we needed to do. That's what he's wanting us to do is to come around and kind of rub up against each other so that we actually begin to see those sparks and start to build on the fire, build on the fire. Amen. Hope you're all going to be there. I'm going to be there. I won't be missing out. I won't miss out on Jesus. Um, cool. So the next thing I wanted to do is actually share a cool testimony. Uh, so I kind of shared one of healing, which was real, which meant a lot to me, real close to my heart. Um, but this next one was um, a couple of weeks ago uh, at church in Greymouth. Um, I was uh, God has been nudging me to preach more and more, so I, I was preaching and um, actually put my hand up for it this time. I was like, I'm going to be really tricky here and I'm going to put my name in the hat for a certain date so I've got plenty of time to prepare. <laughs> oh, but God, you know, he always has other plans. So anyway, um, I was preaching and this, uh, I was praying for a lady and I just felt like she was being commissioned into evangelism and, and that's sort of the power of God really came upon her. And then um, the lady that was behind her just standing kind of, you know how when you, it's like your, your friend and you really want your friend to get healed? but you won't ask for yourself. You're like, oh, no, 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 I'm okay. God will get me any other time, but just I really want you to get my friend. And I just felt God go, what about you? What can I do for you? So I literally said to her, what can I do for you? And um, she said, oh, no, you know, I don't need it. Uh, but I am getting my gallbladder out on Tuesday. And I was like, what? I was like, all right, hold on, we've got to do something about this. <laughs> And so um, we started to pray, and I was like, do you want healing? And she said, yeah, I've been praying for healing. I love healing. I said, well, let's do it. And so the lady that we'd just been commissioned almost into that, she came and stood with me, and we prayed for healing. And um, we began to say, like, uh, she had her, her gallbladder was just full of gallstones. And, um, and the doctor said, like, nah, you have to get this out. It's not okay. You can't have this staying in. Um, it's only going to make things worse, whatever. I don't even know all the outcomes of that, but. Yeah, so they took uh, on Tuesday, she, so we prayed for her, sorry, we said um, a word of knowledge, no gallstones would be in there, we prayed for the angels to be there, we prayed for the best possible doctor to be there, um, and just a bunch of other stuff around healing, and I actually prayed that it would be fully how it was created originally, and um, anyway, she comes back on, we had a leaders meeting, um, so this is after the Tuesday, maybe Thursday or something, and, and she's walking in, and we sit down, we're just going around the table. She's like, I've got something exciting to tell you. And I was like, what? And then she couldn't talk to me. And it was just like, that's just mean. Who says that? It's like leading me on. Anyway, and then she sits down and she goes, I have been healed. So she had no gallstones. The doctors said, this is the crack, up, crack me up part. They took it out. They did a check. So they took it out and they said, there's nothing in there. I can't even believe it. So they actually took it out of her body and she said, I got healed. She didn't care that they took it out of her body because she got to see it for real because she'd already seen the scan of all the stones and then she said to her, what? It's, it's nothing in there. There's nothing in there. There's nothing in there. It was fully how it was intended. It was fully created to be how it was. 
And so she, and again, I just love it because it's like um, when Jesus comes to the woman at the well and tells her of the things that he knows about her and she just gets filled with the power of God and realizes that he's the Messiah and he runs off like far out like for like evangelism, telling everyone like, oh, Jesus, he knows my name. You know, and so I felt like with her, she was just beautiful, and she's like going to the nurses and the doctors, I've been healed, I've been healed, there's nothing there. So it's pretty cool. I might have exaggerated her expression, she's quite a quiet lady, but she still was very excited. <laughs> oh, love it, cool. Man, the gospel is contagious, faith is contagious. So good. Do you know that God can perform a miracle for you? this morning yeah he can perform a miracle for you you see the thing is that we come against in New Zealand is the spirit of unbelief tries to come and rob us from who we're called to be and the authority that we stand in and I feel like God's been really um, working with exactly what Al was saying he's been really working um, in that area for me to really know my identity because that's been something the devil has tried to rob me of my whole life and I just feel like lately it's just been like the stepping into a position where I actually know, no, 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 that of who he is and what he's capable of doing. And I feel like I've only just started. So I'm quite excited for where that's, where that's heading. Yeah, it's really, really good. Mm, I feel, yeah. I feel like what are you listening to this morning? What has been going on in your head and what lies have you started to conceive in your spirit? I want to talk a little bit about mindset. It's, I've kind of got a few different things. It's not really one specific thing this morning, but I just, I'm trusting God's just going to land certain things for certain people. But, you know, we, we use our minds. Uh, so it's like, oh, back up. It's like, you know, the fiery darts of the devil. You know how we take up our shield of faith? The fiery darts of the devil are doubt. That's what they are. And if they're left to fester, they actually become a spirit of unbelief. They become, yeah, they, they get in there and then that's, you know, where other things start to happen, physically, spiritually, everything. And so I look at it, because um, sometimes we feel like, oh, no, we've doubted God um, but in our thoughts. But our thoughts are not, so our thoughts are almost like the, the filter, filtering room. Because where our doubts go, like, so they come in, so I look at it like it comes in here, and then we, like, decide, is that a, is that a good egg or a bad egg? Are we going to drop that into our hearts, or are we going to go, eh, no, we don't want that? Once it's come into our hearts, that's, so if unbelief actually is accepted in this, this realm, if it's accepted and then comes into our hearts, now you have, a, now you have unbelief. So if it's just in your head, doesn't mean you have a spirit of unbelief because you're still cycling those thoughts. You're still checking them. I look at it like um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you know, the naughty girl that goes, I want a pony, you know, and she's real rotten. She's a rotten egg and she ends up getting into that room and the eggs roll down and they get to the bottom and um, it like decides if she's a rotten egg or not and she goes, eh, rotten, and so she gets dumped out. I don't know why God always brings that one to me. He's like, eh, rotten. <laughs> so I feel like he's wanting to shift some perspectives and shift some mindsets this morning. Yeah, it's that time. I feel like, you know, we've, we've come out of um, 
different seasons of, or for a long time, it was a lot of emotional healing, but we're moving into a season of deliverance. And deliverance is not a scary thing. I feel like, uh, you know, it can, sometimes it can be a bit more full on, but, but a lot of the time it actually can be quite a gentle deliverance. And you can actually deliver yourself too. You can be sitting there and God's just given you something and it changes and you've actually been delivered in that moment. It's quite beautiful. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just feel like God is shifting that. He's teaching us. He's giving us tools and strategies. And he's not wanting us to say the same. Like, even with certain words, I feel like God has been pulling me up on um, specifically of going, like, I don't, um, what's an example? Like, let's say meditation or something. Because that's always like a conflicting word for people because meditation's in the Bible. Um, but then, you know, New Age really uses meditation and they use it in a different way. And, you know, then people might say, well, we'll use the word soaking because we're trying not to get it confusing for people. We'll try and make it real easy. But God's saying, can you look at these words? Can you unfold these words? Why do you have that root there that disagrees with that? Or like the word revival. Why do you have offense in your heart when you hear that word and you go, I'm not doing revival. They don't even know what they're talking about. Why is that attitude there? Why is that mindset there? And so I'm really just encouraging you this morning to go to God and say, look, sift through me, Lord. Is there what, what is holding me up? What's holding me back from moving in the fullness of my destiny and the fullness of what you're calling me to be? You know? Yeah. Cool. Mindsets are changing. <laughs> so good. You see, actually, even with sickness and um, with miracles, there's a mindset shift that has to change. You see, we can all believe that Jesus came to save us and, and save our soul, and we're like, great. But you know what? He saves our body at the same time while we're on earth. He, he brings healing to our bodies. And so I've been actually starting to talk like this to Jesus. I don't know if it's new maturity or it's just probably the opposite. Um, but I've been just saying to God, I'm not okay with that. There'll be something happening to someone and I actually just say, I'm not okay with that, God. What are you going to do about it? And you might say, what are you going to do about it? But, I, but a lot of the time, I'm like, well, show me what to do because I've had enough. I want to see miracles. I want to see deliverances because that's what your word says, that that follows me. That will be the signs. So I'm believing for that this morning. I'm believing for healing and deliverance. I'm believing for breakthroughs and miracles this morning. So good. It says in Deuteronomy, oh gosh, I just said this the other day with these two and I couldn't say it. Deuteronomy. Yeah! <laughs> 28, 61. Sickness is a curse under the law. Sickness is a curse under the law. Galatians 3.13 says, Yet Christ paid the full price for us to set us free from the curse of the law. Yeah. So his power just made that irrelevant, just kicked it out. But you've got to believe it. So filter that one in. Get that scripture in there. Get that scripture in there. Change your mindset. Change your mindset, because he's a good God, he's a faithful God, and he wants to move for you. He wants to do something for you. Yeah. He's not just wanting to waste time. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father.
Thank you, Lord. I just feel that there's like this new season of faith rising in our nation. And God is wanting to show us these things. That's why I wanted to start with miracles. Like when, when Sue told me about the miracle of her gallbladder, that there was nothing there, I just cried. I just wept because I couldn't believe one I was involved. You know, not that I really did anything, but just the fact that I was there, I was just so honored and so privileged. I was like, man, Lord, you are the bee's knees. You're more than the bee's knees. You're the whole bee and the creator of the bee. <laughs> you are amazing. And, I, and actually, even as I was sitting in um, the pool the other day, uh, at the, the uh, Grey Mouth's got this real cool big rec centre and it's got hot pools and pools and whatever. And um, I was just kind of zoning out and just uh, sitting there talking to God. And these people walked in because it was like, it was just not very many people in there. But you feel, even as they're just walking in, you feel the ripple effect come through. You know, you feel, I knew that they were there. And I don't want to just be a ripple. I'm happy. I'm still happy with that. Don't get me wrong. But I want to feel that ripple effect. I want to know that God, when I move or I walk into a room, that God is there with me and, and, and the waves are coming and faith is coming and faith is building. Miracles are happening. Yeah. I want to see it. I want to build that. It says, John 14, 12 to 28. I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and greater. Yes, Georgie. One person. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. They can set it on fire with one. Amen. Yeah, I feel like God in this last week time, and actually probably the last couple of years, he's been really like talking to me about his omnipresence and for me to realize that he's always with me, that he's never forsaken me, that he's always with me, that he never leaves me. But I feel that right now we're moving into this other hunger, this burning hunger, which I may even dare call it revival. And that it's like this burning in our hearts because we want to see the manifestation of his presence. We want to see him actually moving. I, like, come on. Like, is, is there anyone else that is starting to get a little bit annoyed, a bit frustrated? It's a heavenly frustration. It's a heavenly frustration. He's calling us up. Um, I actually had a picture that said, um, it was like a picture of a door and it had like the steps going up and it had like uh, like a orangey, you know, that real beautiful golden glow through the door. And God was saying to me, it just came up on my screen actually, I was sitting at home and I was about to read a book and I said, God, actually is there something else you want me to do? And uh, I just looked up and I saw this picture come up on the, on the screen of this door and uh, in about 30 minutes I had another friend message me, voice message me and goes, Revelations 4-2, come up and look from my perspective and a door will open to you. Man, God moves fast when he wants to. He moves fast when he wants to. And I just feel that like there's a call and a standard of coming, coming up and looking from his perspective and seeing from his mindset and seeing what he's doing because we can get so uh, self-conscious instead of God-conscious about what he's doing in the room. What is he doing? We want to be about what he's doing. Not what's just happening in an earthly perspective. I feel like God is wanting, saying to a few people here to shift and look up and look out and see what's happening on a bigger, bigger um, arena almost, like a bigger sphere that he's creating. 
so good. Are you all still alive? <laughs> cool. Everyone's in shock. I'm not so good. <laughs> Stop it. No. <laughs> oh, funny. I yeah. God is just so good. I just wanted to actually even say, what does revival mean? I feel like revival, I looked it up on Google, because that's where we all go, right? When we can't figure it out, we're like, what does Google say? It said, one, an important, uh, sorry, an improvement in the condition, strength, or fortunes of someone or something. Two, an instance of something becoming popular, active, or important again. It's a few wows. <laughs> It's where God comes important again. This is what we want as the church, as the body. We want revival. We want God to become important again. That's revival. That's the stirring in the belly part. I was born, I was literally born in revival in the 1990s. That's when I was born, 1994. <laughs> and, you know, there was like the stirring. And I know that God is saying we're coming into that because we're starting to get this heavenly frustration. And let me tell you that conflict and frustration is not a bad thing. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. It makes us change. It makes us grow. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Sometimes we're so trying to be like, yeah, yeah, we'll be good, yeah, yeah, yeah. And peace is good. It's not, not peace. But there's, there's, a, there's peace. <laughs> and then there's also like a frustration or a movement or a change. Like, yeah, I don't know if I explained that very well, but yeah. I'm hungry for God's sovereign hand to move. He's going to move like he's never moved before. And it's because sometimes we, we can get stuck in the past of an old wineskin. We can get stuck in the past of how revival happened once before. And there might be similarities. There might be. But are you going to miss the newness? Because you, sometimes you can go, oh, this is new. Oh, that's new. Oh, it's witchcraft. Can't stand it. Don't want to be near it. But what if it's not? You know, I and mean, that's discernment, but, you know, don't miss the boat. Like, looking up at these, look, look, don't miss the boat. Those pictures out there. Don't miss the boat. Someone needs to write, don't miss the boat. <laughs> oh, so good. I want you to look around the room and see if you can find the colour red. All right, let's come on, let's all do it. We're all looking around. No, I know I happen to be wearing red, but I actually just already written in my notes, which is funny. Cool, we all found something in the room that's red. Cool. Eyes closed, eyes closed. Yell out to me or point in the direction that there is something purple. <laughs> Kim, I love it. See, there's a few people. See how perspective can be so different if we're so fixated? Sometimes on one thing, we miss what's going to happen. That was an activation by Mark too, by the way. That was not my genius. <laughs> Can you tell? It was probably the delivery of it. <laughs> oh, cool. I just feel I, I'm pretty much actually almost there. I'm going to do a bit of a prophetic word. Hopefully you got something out of that this morning. Um, I actually felt in my spirit, like I was just like, can we just get to the end where we can do prayer? I was like that. Can we just do ministry time? Um, but yeah, God is good and he's teaching me at the moment um, to speak. 
which is cool. <laughs> so if we want to fill the earth with God's glory, how do we think we're going to do that? How do we think we're going to do that? If God lives inside of us and he takes up residence inside of us, if the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, his glory is inside of us, right? We believe that. So when we go out to the world, the more of us that get his glory inside of us, the world begins to be filled with his glory. So sometimes I think we kind of look at it a bit different. Or we, I, don't know, we, I don't know if we feel like some anointed hovering cloud might just hover through the room, which could, he might. But I feel like the glory that's in with each of us, that is his heart because he loves us. When you start to read through the Bible, you learn about his heart and his passion. You know, actually something really, really cool lately is um, God has been teaching me, uh, well, actually I've been so drawn to this color green, like this emerald green color. And, um, and I love it because actually my, a couple of my clients that have come to me, they've been wearing green and they've just been going, I love this color at the moment. They're not Christian. You don't have to be Christian for God to talk to you, you know? And um, they just don't know that they're wondering why that this is being highlighted to them, but it's because God's trying to talk to them. But they haven't re- like realized that yet. That's our job to help them realize that. And um, yeah, and, and, and he was talking to me about, um, so there's a halo, this beautiful halo that goes around the throne room where he, where he rules and reigns from and it's called they some people call it in the in the bible um uh like uh, yeah they call it a rainbow like the covenant you know of grace and love and mercy and and what this this actual green halo mean is is specifically saying about his almost like his covenant love of that he rules from grace and mercy so when you actually begin to realize that that's his heart and that's where he rules from it's a real change i felt a real change when i found that out because I just felt like, oh, like it just puts aside all these other mispreconceptions that we have about maybe how God rules. Fake news. <laughs> oh, God, you're so good. Sorry, I'm a bit random. But I love that. It's just, it's just cool revelations. Like God is just giving that sort of those revelations for us at the moment. And I, and I actually just feel, actually, I'm going to add that in. Um, before I do the prophetic word, is that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And if we begin, it's the same with like learning about sicknesses was under law and, you know, now with the new covenant, Jesus has died on the cross for that. And, um, but, you know, he's wanting to teach you with your mindset about life and death. Because if you begin to speak those words or you begin to receive them in your heart and you begin to speak them out over yourself, you're actually cursing yourself. Like there's a reality in that. There's a reality check of, of don't curse yourself. There's enough people trying to do that out there. You don't need to do it to yourself. <laughs> really, there is, isn't there? There's enough people trying to do that. So start to speak life over yourself. Start to declare life over yourself. Amen. I feel like God's just given me little bits this morning. I'm just rolling with it because that's, that's <laughs> cool. I wanted to, um, oh, have I got his one there? Yeah, okay, I'll come back to that one. I'm going to quickly, Tyler's not here this morning, but I'm just going to get, uh, hold on, let me find it. I just had a word for him. Got it in here. I actually don't normally use my laptop. 
it's just been how it's been this time. Here we go. Um, oh, Al, did you want to come up? Al and Tanya, and I'll just give you the word because he's not here. Tanya's like, no. <laughs> I do love you, though. I just want you to get you up here. <laughs> oh, cute. Um, so I just felt for Tyler, he was just going to receive a fresh anointing and a new season. And I saw a picture of, of him, like, brushing his fingers through his hair. He probably does it all the time, does he? Yeah, yeah. Like this. And it was real confident. It was like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I saw that. And so, um, yeah, and I felt like <laughs> an ease and a confidence. And I felt like he was just going to take life um, in his stride. And I felt like there was an old season and he was trying to kick things under the rug. Just saw him like, but it was like he kicked this rock under the rug, but it was like a boulder and you couldn't not see it under the rug, you know? Um, and, it was, and God was just saying that he can't hide them away because they are actually special gems and special treasures that he has given to him. Um, and and these, these gems are treasures that he has equipped him with. And then next I saw a picture of a yacht, which I couldn't believe when I walked in here, and there's like yachts everywhere. Um, that, uh, sorry, next thing I saw was a picture of a yacht. You were, he was in it, steering it, and God blew up the sails. So I just felt like his wind was going to come and he's just going to like set sails. And even when things feel a little bit stormy, um, just to look at the wind and the sails that he was just going to provide. Yeah, so that was his word for there. <laughs> yeah, cool. Awesome. Yeah. It's no worries. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, this has been happening to me so much lately. I get a word for someone and they're not here. And I'm like, Lord, what's with that? <laughs> oh, he received it, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Well, the next one I just want to give is actually for this church. So Al's is trying to expand my tent pegs. <laughs> I'm talking about faith, so, you know, you've got to expand the tent pegs. And I just felt for over this house, uh, winds of change. I feel like God is saying that Christ will build his church. Not, <laughs> you know... People come and go, but God will build his church. God will build his church. Winds of change. And I saw a bit of like, uh, actually, no, it's like a here. Um, I felt like God was saying that people want change, but they don't really want it. Yeah. That we slowly begin to change and start to get used to the idea. We maybe even start to like it, but God's going to change it again. doesn't want you to settle. Are we people of faith or not? He is teaching you through this, these seasons of change what living by faith means. He's not letting you settle. And I just felt like, don't let the dust settle. Keep sifting it. And I saw one of them like gold pans. It's because I'm from the coast now. And um, it was just sifting through the, the, the gold and waiting for the gold to come to the top. And then I actually saw another picture. It's probably because I just bought a leaf blower. But it, oh, what? Oh, well, yeah. But you can pick it out. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, turn it and out. Shush. No. Um, but then I saw a leaf blower. And I felt like it was like blowing back the debris. Because we, we actually literally just got one at home. And we were just blowing all the leaves off our driveway. 
and I just saw saw God like doing that with the leaf blower and just like because because the, the the gold will stay there. Yeah, it's too heavy. I got that one right. <laughs> and then I actually got another picture. And oh, actually, I've been seeing um, one 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 or one on one or one on one on one so much lately. <laughs> it's been crazy, and um, it actually means to get ready. Oh yeah, thank you. And it also means um, it can be the number of a people of great faith in whom God did great miracles. And Luke eleven eleven, it's an angel number meaning transition a significant change in your life, which also leads to spiritual enlightenment. And I also had the word uh, maranga, which means get up. It's time to get up, move. So the second picture that I had was deeper. I just heard the word deeper. And then I saw this picture of hands into a well, but they were like, it was like an angled shot of like the hands pulling up the rope of this well. And God was telling me that the well is deep. The well is deep in this house, but I feel that there's like this, um, that God, like the woman at the well, he saw her heart and he sees your heart, but he doesn't want you to work for his love. So there's like, I feel like there's a change in the spirit of trying to work and do the hard work and pull the well, and the water's there and, the, and he's there and he's, he's willing to give you the water if you're doing it that way, but he's actually saying, I want to rain down from heaven. I want to send the waters from the heavens. It's a different season. It's the winds of change. The winds of change are upon this church. So it's a new day. Don't underestimate what's been built here and what is happening here. Embrace it. So we have faith, church, that God is with you this morning. Hallelujah. So that 